0: Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marla, where we connect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people, and as a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem, because people matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when all of that aligns, everything works. Okay, folks out there that are listening, this is going to be different. We have Mark Burdinsky on the line um, for our episode today. And we're coming at this with a unique platform where, Mark, can you hear me out there okay? I can hear you. All right. So as you're listening to this episode, Mark is actually going to turn the table and interview me for our own podcast. And so we're going to come at this and, and share some things. Mark just recently wrote my story. And um, in the last week or two, you can go out to his worldwide blog at markbrudinski.com. You can also find it at marlohiggins.com if you'd like to learn a little bit more about where I'm at. So the position of this episode today is really taking the knowledge that Mark has and combining it with, uh, with our, you know, some brand focus. And together we're going to come out on the other side with some really fun knowledge. So Mark, I'm going to let you turn it over and give you the reins on this interview today.
1: Cool. Well, there's, you know, it's really a lot of fun to turn the mirror around, uh, because I had that done on my own blog when someone interviewed me about me, and there's a powerful force there, because people do want to know more about you. You're out there changing lives, and it's good to know the purpose inside you. It's good to turn it around and say, let's talk about Marlo Higgins. And one of the best things like you told me when you did the interview with me for the Sunday series, my favorite line is, I'm just a girl. But Obviously, you're much more than a girl because you have this big, bold persona, and you are changing people's lives. So like this year, you have the word of the year for 2017 is impact. So Marlo, tell me more about how you came up with that word and how it defines this year
0: for you. Right. And that's a great question. You know, for me, I believe in empowerment, right? Like we have to empower ourselves before we can empower anybody else. And instead of New Year's resolutions, which I think we've all witnessed that they can fail, right? We get into something, and it sounds great, and, you know, you want to start something or give something up, and it goes about six weeks. And, you know, why are you even taking that kind of action? Instead, this is like that same thought process. You know, when you start your year, it's not so much entering in with a resolution of what you want to get done. It's more defining the kind of year you'd like to have. Now, when I think of that, like, you're fully empowered to choose what that's going to look like. And I don't take it lightly. I mean, I started this strategy about seven years ago, and it's just my way to set the tone for the year I want to have. And if I ever find myself in a position that I need to empower myself, right, because we all get scared. We all, um, yes, and you're talking to the fearless leader who gets scared. I just said that. (laughs) Um, We get scared. We have to reposition ourselves. We have to reframe, like, you know, how did I get myself into this? And when you can say, you know what, I chose that. I chose to have this type of year. There's something that can happen there. And so, like I said, I don't take it lightly. I start in about October. And I start to define and develop the kind of year that I want to have. So I close out my quarter of the the, the previous year with the year I'm going to define. And um, and I do it. Like when my muse visits me, for me, it's oftentimes when I'm cooking, you know, or when I'm running. And I'll think of a word that has major impact for me and, and how I want it to. And I'll just put them, you know, post-it notes all over. And then I come back and I circle back around. I, I tell myself, you know, by X date, you know, by the end of December, I define the word. You know, which one feels right? Of all the words that I've chosen, you know, through October, November, and then stand tall the first day of the year and say, look, this is where I'm at. And so impact. You know, if you look at the words, you know, last year was strong. The year prior to that you know was peaceful, so when you look at it, the year that you have it really sets you up for the year, you know that you're going to plan to have, does that make sense? When you look back, it sets you up. so does that make sense, Mark? is the, what you're asking
1: yeah, so I'm assuming that throughout the year when you feel like you're off track, when you have that fear, what's fear, it's false evidence appearing real, right so when you when you encounter that. You remember that word. I'm assuming you have it written down. It's all over the place. It's something that you have in your mind, but also on a piece of paper or some board or something that you can look at it and go, okay, this is what I'm doing for this year. I have to stay on track for this because we all know that you set a goal or whatever it is, you're off track 80% of the time. It's just that little tweak that gets you back mm-hmm. on track. So you're reminding yourself that impact is what you're going to do for, for this year right. in terms of the people that you, that you touch.
0: Right. And so this year, I mean, we came out really big, and I think that's where the impact comes from. And we we launched this podcast series, 22 Motivational Minutes. You know, that was something that if you would have told me two, three years ago in my brand that that was going to happen, I would have said, no way. But it's been really fun, and it's made an impact. And it's, you know, these episodes are reaching people at way different levels than I would have ever anticipated. And so, you know, that's making an impact. We are writing our book that will come out this fall, you know, The Making of a Maverick. And you know, the impact that that is having. Now, again, writing a book isn't something I would have told you. But you can hear, I mean, all of this is happening for a reason. It's all compounded in order to kind of come together. You know, we've launched group coaching programs. We've we've enhanced our corporate accounts. You know, we've really done some fun things. We've, we've launched a weekly video training series. All of these things are making an impact this year. And, yeah, you can hear, I mean, there's, that's a lot of stuff. And so you really have to be... Um, in alignment with yourself and say, you know what, I chose this. And I did. I, I chose to make an impact this year. And it is the work that I do, and that's the focus that I give it, is, you know what, we're going to do it, and it's going to make an impact. I don't want to just do it just to do it.
1: Sure. and Like you said, you have this purpose. So, you know, in talking with you and doing your story and in, you know, speaking with you in general, I know you're, the goal of your business here is you like to build champions, like, like, like you said, the book. That you're writing is about mavericks, champions. Tell me why Marlo Higgins is meant to build champions.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's another good question. Um, I ask myself that all the time. Why? Why me? Um, you know. Why it, me? It, it, yeah. Why me? It's a talent set, you know. And and the thing that I've witnessed is through you know my experiences guided me. My experiences put me into the room with the type of people that I that I do today, and um, that. It's, it's shown the kind of people that I align with. People are my products, You hear it all the time from me. And I love the thoroughbreds. I love the mavericks. I love the people who are at high levels of performance, the, the ones that stretch themselves each and every day, challenge themselves to do more, because those are the ones that make it happen. And you, anything, it's like my whole essence is making it happen, right? I'm motivating. And that's a God talent. And so you got to match that motivational force with the alignment of the people that you get in the room with, and that synergy makes me want to work with mavericks and, and take people that you know are really at the top. I want to learn from them. You know, I love to wake up every day and learn from somebody who has that maverick status and the making of a champion. So champions are motivated by the dream, but made by their routine. So the people that I love to work with, you know, and I. ABC team players all the time, right? The Mavericks and the Thoroughbreds are your A game. They're the top achievers, the high performers, the ones that are doing it, but just tweaking it and need a little bit more recognition. The B team, those are the folks who have it in them. They've got a desire. They want to move up in rank, but they really don't know how. And those are the people that I work with the most. Those are the ones that we can build into champion status, that we can take and show you strategies, empower you with different opportunities, Maybe look at things just a little bit differently because that's going to build you forward. Now, what I stated there is, you know, you're, you're um, made by your routine. The common thread in everything that I've witnessed in this brand is the word consistency, right? It's one thing to desire it, but if you don't find an ability to sustain it and in order to um, run consistent, you're never going to win the race. And so what I found in order to be a maverick, to, to be that high achiever, you've got to learn how to sustain your level of performance and move yourself up in rank. And so um, the B players, that's really the, the, the connectivity and, the, and making of a champion or a maverick. I get to work with the strategies in that zone of teaching you um, consistency uh, strategies, things that you can do ways that you can focus on your time, on your money, on your resources, honoring yourself. And so all of those things need to happen. And then C players on the team, because I don't want to forget about that ABC, you know, those people exist, but those people are comfortable. You know, they, they either have one foot out the door and they're wishing that they could quit what they were doing or they just kind of want to give up. And whatever they're going to do, they're going to be comfortable. And so when I align with people in this brand, it's those that are looking to make things happen, or they're making it happen and they're just getting just to the next level and going just a little bit further. I would think
1: one of the most challenging, you know, hearing what you're saying, the most challenging thing you is to take someone who is already successful. Like you said, you're A players, and they want to take it to the next level. And I, When I envision this, you say like champions, and I envision – a, a horse race like the Kentucky Derby, and the horses are coming down the stretch, you know, and the jockeys on top of them, and they're the ones driving this. They're already thoroughbreds. They're already successful. There's a reason they're on this track because they're the best of the best. How does Marlo Higgins take that thoroughbred and make it cross the finish line first? Give me a couple of maybe three things that you do that set you apart from everyone else because
0: okay. there are people that yeah. do
1: what you do, but not at the same level. So tell me a few things that you do specifically.
0: Ha, number one, okay. Well, you are your own competition. And so what I'm hearing right there is I state that, you know, um, you have to compete with yourself. You have to make yourself a better person so you, compete, so you can compete at, at your highest level. So let's take your racehorse analogy, okay? Yes, you are running your race full on fast. And you are fully conditioned. You are a thoroughbred. You are ready. And you are in the race. And you're coming to the finish line. So how does your jockey make you better? How does your jockey make it happen? Because you're fully trained, right? You're, 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 you're conditioned. You know, your muscles are strengthened. You've been put in the right types of races. You don't get in the Kentucky Derby, right, just because you're a, a horse that runs a good race. You're there because you're the best of the best. It's the upper echelon. The thing that's going to get that thoroughbred across the finish line is knowing that they can. It's, a, it's inspired to know. So inspiration is vision-driven. Motivation is goal-driven. What gets a champion to the next level is having the vision of the possibility and the what if. That's how I make a maverick. Teaching somebody and, cre- and clarifying that picture so clear that they can't not see themselves winning that race. And that's how you get a maverick to higher status. It's collaborative spirits, it's communicating and connect, connecting at a much higher level. The Mavericks, you've got to connect with other Mavericks. And then a natural level of competition starts to form within that rank, that range, and they start then to increase their own power of performance because they compete at a different level.
1: That's awesome. And I love what you said because you've, you've helped me do this, which is the vision of the possibility and the power of the what if. Seeing, seeing it, believing it before you can see it, right? Right, it's, right. It's, it's, a, it's a that it's that vision that that many people want to see it. Then they'll believe it. Show it to me. Then I'll believe it. But there's so much power in saying I believe this, mm. so, so ferociously that right. I'm going to make right. it happen. And then I will see it. I'm going to manifest itself just on the just on the process of that vision. So that's powerful, right. and that's what you do for people now we did your story on my blog and everyone has a story and we told some things in the blog and after interviewing last week about challenges and everyone who's successful has overcome challenges I mean Richard Branson has overcome challenges even though it looks like he's having the best time of his life he's had tremendous hardships. so you know Marlo tell me a little bit about what, what do you think the biggest challenges you've overcome to drive you to perform at this level and to help other people at this level
0: Yeah, that's a great one too. And you know, um, Mark and Boy, a lot of people that know me to the core were. um, I'm not good at being vulnerable. Okay, I'm probably you know I'm just a girl, and I state that, and I'm highly relatable, but I'm not good at being vulnerable. And so you pulled out. No, I had to drag it out of you. (laughs) Right, and that's why we have synergy on this call right now, and that's why other people need to hear this episode because there's going to be something. And I guess for anybody listening right now. you know, I come with this very high-level persona. Obviously, you don't write a book about making Mavericks or have the belief system that you can create those people and make them better without having a level of confidence within yourself. And, um, you know, the thing that I needed to really tap into and to be a little bit more relatable, so I don't come off as this, like, bigger-than-life brand. However, I think that, because right? I just talked about mindset. You've got to have to think at that high level to achieve it. But I am just a girl. I'm extremely relatable. I too have setbacks. Everybody does. And the setbacks that I have had to overcome to get me where I am, it's been, tra- you know, the transparency feature just feels icky to me. But I've had some substantial health obstacles. Okay. Now you get what you focus on. And so I don't give them a lot of energy. I accept what they are. And they're unfortunate, right? So 2010, Yeah, tall. it doesn't feel good to say, but, you know, I was given the diagnosis of a brain tumor. You know, it's non-cancerous, it's a meningioma, it's a slow-growing tumor. I went in on a Friday afternoon, I thought I had some fall allergies, Uh, my eye was watery, my right ear was kind of plugged up. One of my best friends is a doctor, and she said, look, go do an ENT. You know, so I did, and a quick CT scan on a Friday afternoon um, proved otherwise. You know, it proved that uh, there was something more happening, so I ended up with, you know, in the um, neurosurgery department, at one of the top leading hospitals in the world. And um, so being told that you've got the diagnosis of a brain tumor, you know, it it was something that I had to overcome. It, it is an obstacle, but not one that you would think, you know, I have not had the resection, okay, I've not had the tumor removed. Um, we're watching it because it is slow growing. So it's consistent MRIs on a, re- on a regular basis. So the spree machine has been my friend. I have my own care team there. Um, I call myself a professional patient. You know, I spent pretty much an entire year being a professional patient, having, I think, 52 procedures, tests, and surgeries in less than 12 months. And so if you put the numbers together, you know, like pretty much every three to five days, I had anxiety about what could be happening. You know, that's a lot. Um, And so you just figure stuff out and that has given me strength in ways that I would have never been able to imagine. You know, so you come off of that diagnosis and I'm running, you know, I figure that out, loving what I do. And then, bam, about 18 months ago, um, I had a setback, you know, through body tests and numerous things. Um, I had rheumatoid arthritis, right? I'm a puppy. I'm young. Um, and it was one of those things that it, it was a quick onset. Of rheumatoid arthritis. Well, the baseline of that, it's an autoimmune disorder. So you're basically, your body's on fire from the inside out. And so it causes swelling and, you know, and joint inflammation and those types of things. And um, yeah, of course, just like anything in my life, mine tends to be one of those worst case scenarios. And so I'm on treatment for it. And I take you know the normal protocol of treatment. And I am on methotrexate. So, that's a, that's a, you know, it's, it's something that it does to treat it. There's a full body of concoctions of drugs that have to go with it. But it's a, something you have to do every week and you can't forget to do. So, I'm going to just step out. I call them Meth Mondays um, because there's Methotrist State Mondays. And I have to, you know, I have treatment every Monday. And I'm going to be on those, those days I don't feel so good because um, it kind of sets you back. You're, you're taking some medications that kind of make you feel a little sick, kind of like you got the flu. And... um But you know what? I've never given up. These are things that happen. God, everything happens to people, right? My problems aren't any bigger than anybody else's. But I think God has given me some of these challenges to make what I do even better and more relatable. And so I I really do trust by, you know, sharing the story with you, Mark, and being transparent, just coming out and saying, you know, I've got this and I deal with that. And I have treatments on a regular basis and I You know, I was running three and a half miles, and then I couldn't walk a block, and that was a little frustrating for me as somebody who likes to improve and, you know, be healthy, and it's life.
1: And you're handling it. And so, like you talked about with God, I mean, God gives people challenges because he knows they can handle them, and for some of them, they're very significant, but it's a test, and he knows that he's given this to you because you're that person and you're the one that can get through it. Like you joke with me, you're the healthiest, unhealthy person I've ever met. And (laughs) I've gotten to know you fairly well, but what I love about how you handle this, Marlo, is every time I speak with you, you are Marlo Higgins and nothing less. You don't have, because you even said that you get what you focus on. You don't focus on the victim mentality, you focus on the warrior mentality. You're going to beat this, you're going to handle it, it's just part of your persona, part of who you are, and it's an obstacle, but it's not a brick wall and you can get over it, or even bust through it. You take, that, mm. you, you take that hammer and you bust through that wall, so that's what makes you so powerful, and then you share that power with other people, and they are inspired by it, and they feel it, because you're giving everything you've got to them, despite what's going on, because everyone you will ever meet is fighting that hard battle, so you're handling yours in a way that allows you to still shine your light as bright as it can possibly be, because you know your purpose is to help these other people to build champions, to create Mavericks, to really allow people to shine as bright as you are. And that's, and that's really, to me, all you're doing is mirroring yourself in someone else. You want them to be like Marlo Higgins. You have this gift, you share it with them, and they get to take the gift and run with it. So I think that's really cool, and I just respect how you're going through all of this because, again, everyone's going through something, and it's all about how you're going to handle that challenge and still be as bold and as bright and bring to this earth exactly... What you were told that you need to do. You were given this gift, and you're sharing it, and not going to let anything stop you from doing it. So, right. talked about. That's kind of serious, though. Now let's have some fun. So,
0: you know, <laughs> we're okay, all, we're coming down to like the last three minutes of, uh, so, right. as right. I get to, to su- wrap it up. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, all, all successful people read. You know, if you're not reading, you're not leading. Tell me one or two books you think have made the most impact on you and your life, because other people love to know what leaders read.
0: Yeah, no, I think, and that's it's so powerful. Yep, I call, yep, leaders are readers. Um, the number one, slight edge, Jeff Olson. Boy, I found that book uh, around 2005, 2006, as I was, you know, growing myself and I had to build my own champion within me, and so I would reach out. And he talks about philosophy, you know, and, and, and how we think and, you know, compounding and I mean, it has just been the catalyst book, in my opinion. I pretty much have any client that ever lines to me read that book. Um, and it is, it's so powerful. And here's the thing, I don't try to be Jeff Olson, right? Um, but I think sharing resources and guides. I think Brian Tracy writes a good one about procrastination. A lot, I run into a lot of people, you know, eat that frog. People have that problem. I think that's another great book. So books are really, um, that I read are based on where, you know, what problem you need to solve for yourself. Another one is um, The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. And the reason I like that is because Chapter 3, he talks about excusitis. And a lot of people have excuses in life, right? So in a, as a CIO, Chief Inspirational Officer, it's easy to, you know, you've got excuses. You've got to learn how to overcome them. And then he writes a great chapter in there about excusitis. Like I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm not smart enough or whatever. Read about it. And um, there's power in that. I've actually led um, some some 16 week classes on the magic of thinking big. So we get together, we collaborate. What did we learn? How can we implement it? And there's so much power in that book. And um, you know, so those are some of my favorites. I, I guess those are yeah, those are the ones I would lead with.
1: I can I can add one to that because you and I have had a conversation about it, which is how to be a badass. <laughs> by Jen and Sarah, <laughs> yeah. right? Because okay, you uh, for you, you say it. to me. I'm, I'm a badass, right? So so let's keep that in mind here as we wrap up. You're a badass. So if I was to ask you the question, if you could be any superhero, who would it be and why?
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the superhero. Mentality. Okay, action captain. If I could title my own, it would be an action captain. I don't know what uh, she looks like, but she's pretty badass, right? Um, yeah, I love action. I don't really have, I think that, you know, me, I'd like to kind of create my own, so I don't think it's, Captain America or Wonder Woman or whatever. I think it's just an action captain in, in a whole, and I think we can all be one of those. And so I would invite you to think today right now, you know, what superhero could you be? What do they look like? What do they feel like? And I do feel like a superhero every day. You know, that it, as crazy as that may sound, I, I just think it's fun. It's, it's invigorating to think that you do have superpowers. Um, I wear, like, superpower bracelets. Anybody that sees me, Uh, They all stand for something unique, and there's a reason why I wear them. Impact, my word is on my wrist every day. It's the the bracelet I will wear all year long. And I say it gives me superpowers. And, you know, um, a great friend of mine just recently gave me a a fearless bracelet, okay, just to to be fearless. And, And so I look at those, you know, as my little superpower bracelets, and I refer to them. So I hope that answers it for you. I don't really have a specific character. That I would no, follow. it's cool. You've
1: already, you've already created your own, which is Action Captain. I can't wait to see little girls playing with that figurine that they buy at the Toy Story. It's a Marlo Higgins' Action Captain, right? You're going <laughs> to you're, you're have your own superhero figurine. So yes, last question. Um, yes. Last question. So how do you define success?
0: Mm, wow. I think we, um, you know, that's different for everybody. So I would, you know, I ask myself, you know, what is my desired goal? What is my, you know, what am I looking to achieve? So success is defined by, you know, what it is you want to achieve, what desired outcomes you'd like to have. I believe that defines success because everybody, the word success is different for everybody. I, don't, I think it's a universal definition. And how I define success is being, you know, grounded and being consistent. If I can do those two things in a life, then I'm I'm going to be living it out properly. So um, being grounded and consistent, for me, would have to answer that.
1: That's a great answer. And like you said, it is different for everyone. So being grounded, being consistent. Right. And now we're going to be turning it back to you as you wrap the interview up. I really appreciate the opportunity to interview you find out more about you, allow everyone listening to learn more about you because there's power in learning about what's behind the curtain of Marlo Higgins and also the value and the purpose and the depth that you bring to the universe that everyone experiences and that's, what's make, that that's what makes you who you are.
0: Mm. Thank you. And thank you for um, teaching me how to do that. <laughs> You've shown me um, your Maverick status of being a – uh, you know, a writer, a world-class storyteller, knowing how to ask the right kinds of questions in order to pull those things out. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the synergy. I trust that this episode today had an impact on others that were listening. And so obviously the more that you can learn about both, um, you know, Mark Burdinsky, um at, at marlohiggins.com. You can also go to his worldwide website at com to obtain his book, because he's got one out there in the market. Um, and Mark, tell us the, the name of the book again and where we can find that exactly.
1: Sure, it's called It Takes Two, Surviving Breast Cancer Spouses Story, and you can pick it up on the uh, Amazon. If you click on the link there, it takes you to the Amazon link, and you can, uh, you can get the book.
0: All right, and if you're interested and in, in like what you hear and what Mark, Mark has done um, and add him to your circle of influence, perhaps you would like him to be your storyteller or tell your story for your organization, build the brand in a different way with humanitarian, you know, humanitarianism and some heart. Mark is the guy that knows how to do that. So I think that's the value people pulled from this episode today by listening how you connect and how you actually execute with your um, genius and your own maverick status. So thank you for joining us today. We invite you to share this podcast with others, and thank you in advance for that partnership. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and chief inspirational officer. Thank you.